Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Looking for the truth and not worried about rattling some cages to get at it, this is The Roy Green Show. Everybody in Winnipeg's out of their chairs right now hearing that. And uh, so you should be. There's only one Canadian team left in the Stanley Cup hunt, and that's the Winnipeg Jets. And we want to thank our friends at Sportsnet for the audio we just played for you. So, um, yeah, here I am, a Montreal Canadiens fan, from the time I could, well, spell Montreal. And uh, I'm surrounded generally here in Ontario by a bunch of Leafs fans, and I talk to a a lot of Flames and, and Oilers fans in Alberta and Canucks fans in Vancouver, but the only team that is left is the Winnipeg Jets. And somehow Jeff Currier, who is the breakfast show host at our at our uh, chorus radio station in Vancouver, the great CJOB, somehow that's poetic, Jeff, that it that it's the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg had their franchise stolen from them, eventually returned, and here you are, the only ones remaining of the Canadian teams with a legitimate shot at taking the whole whole prize. Yeah, Roy, you know this is a this is a real good hockey club uh, that. Kevin Shoveldayoff has assembled uh, the general manager here, and uh, Paul Maurice, the coach, has done a masterful job. They, you know, they've got six first-round draft picks on their roster, so that gives you an idea of just how wisely they've drafted. They kind of modeled this team after that that Chicago Blackhawks team that had such a good run and won a few cups. But uh, yeah, you know, I know you're surrounded by Leaf fans. I got to tell you, I stopped cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs when they traded Frank Mahovlich to the Detroit Red Wings. So that, that's what broke my heart as a Leafs fan. But here in Winnipeg, it's, it's, a, it's really kind of a neat phenomenon, right? Because we're the, the smallest market in, in, the, in the country, and maybe it's the smallest market in the National Hockey League, really. Smallest building, certainly. And yet, here they are. They've, they've put together this amazing team. And, and I, I get a sense around the country that the Jets are kind of a little bit like the hockey equivalent of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That, that when they start to do well, that the rest of the country kind of embraces them because the, this is the little franchise that could. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's, there's that feeling of we're, we're, we're part of your success, you know, but, and, and the NHL in Winnipeg, is, it's a big, it's a huge issue in any Canadian market. But in Winnipeg particularly, because you had the team and then you lost the team and then you got a team back. And now they are where they are. So you've got uh, the uh, the Winnipeg Whiteout is underway for, and it's 31 years now. It was interrupted for a few years, but 31 years that the Whiteout's been going on. Tell our listeners what that is, Jeff. Well, it, it started in in the original Jets. I think even going back to the WHA days. That during playoff time, 
everybody coming to the building would wear white, and they got the white towels and everything else. And it was a kind of a long-standing tradition. And then when uh, the Atlanta Thrashers were purchased and, and brought to Winnipeg, first couple of years, uh, there was no whiteout because there was, there was no playoff. They did get into the playoffs one year, and, but they were swept uh, in four straight by Anaheim. This time around, though, I think at, at the start of the year, if you'd said, okay, folks, you're going to make the playoffs this year, and you're going to win a playoff series. I think most Jets fans would have been more than happy with that. But as the season went on, it became obvious that this was really a, a really good hockey club. They finished second overall, only to Nashville. And so the whiteout starts, and now not just the 15,000 people who packed Bell MTS Place, but there's this massive street party, and for the last game, on the street, outside watching on big screens and enjoying the concessions, there were close to 20,000 people on the streets of Winnipeg. This is extraordinary. So more people outside the arena than inside the arena. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's extraordinary what this team has done. I mean, I moved to Winnipeg about a year or so after the Jets had left, and it was almost palpable the sense of loss that this, this city and this community had felt because it was, it was this sense, well, we're, we don't really belong at the grown-ups table. You know, we're just kind of a small market. And th- there was this kind of narcissistic injury that the city had suffered. And when the Thrashers moved here, it was a reminder that, you know, yeah, we are. We are big league. We can do this. We, we can hang with the big boys. We can hang with L.A. and Montreal and Toronto and Chicago and New York. And, and here they are still standing ahead of all of those other teams. When you say hanging in Montreal in the same sentence, there's a whole lot of candidates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, boy, I'll tell you, that, this, this is a long way removed from Scotty Bowman, Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I understand with the whiteout, I mean, it's everywhere in Winnipeg. It's in, every, it's in stores and restaurants, gas stations. Anywhere you go, it's, uh, there's, the whiteout is, is part of the... Part of the scene in Winnipeg now is the Jets try to get past Nashville and P.K. Subban. Yeah, and ev- everywhere you go, everybody's wearing their Jets gear. Uh, it, it's really a lot of fun to watch. And on game day, people come to work in their Jets gear. And uh, like you say, the bars, That's the cool. restaurants, yeah. uh, the Go Jets Go signs are up That's in cool. front of every gas station and church. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty cool Canadian thing. Now, you and I, I'm just going to talk about this very briefly because we're going to have some more detail on it tomorrow. But you and I have been trading emails, and you know that I've been fighting a battle in, uh, in, in traffic court. And it's been almost a year now since I was stopped for, allegedly, uh, running a stop sign, which I didn't do. And uh, I went to court three times, and had three different prosecutors, three different judges, and now they've withdrawn the charge because of something that happened with the police officer's notes. I never got a chance to speak. I wanted my opportunity to speak, and we'll talk again about it tomorrow and take some phone calls. But, uh, Jeff, I got the call from my uh, paralegal, Mr. Doug Morton, and he said they're withdrawing the charge. So, well, it's a, a, lot of, a lot of our tax money dollars not very wisely spent on this one. No, exactly. And then my money, I went out and bought a, a dash cam so it wouldn't happen to me again, and I, and I, and I hired a great paralegal, and I, you know, I spent more money than it would cost me to pay the fine and for the insurance rates to go up. But I, I knew I hadn't done it. So, anyway, it's, it's over. Well, sometimes you can fight City Hall, so good for you. Sometimes right? you well can. Done. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, Jeff. All the best. You go, go Jets. All right. All right. The Winnipeg Jets, 2-2 tied now with Nashville. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, they should be able to get past the Predators, and then who knows. The weird one in this season, of course, has been Las Vegas Golden Knights.
expansion team doing what they've done. We'll come back in a minute, tell you about the next hour. You will not want to miss a minute of it.